In the fast-paced world of racing, women have steadily been making their mark and breaking barriers. The Ladies of the Oval program, run by Randy Butler and Sam Shaw, is a platform that aims to showcase the achievements and empower women in this thrilling sport. Partnering with the Stickers and Scuffs podcast, this remarkable collaboration brings to you the stories of successful female racers who have defied the odds and left a lasting impact on the racing community or just getting started. At the heart of the program is a commitment to empower women and provide them with equal opportunities in racing. Through their initiatives, Randy and Sam strive to create a supportive and inclusive environment for all women racers. By shedding light on their accomplishments and celebrating their achievements, the program aims to inspire future generations of women to pursue their dreams in the racing industry. We are making significant strides in showcasing the accomplishments of women in racing. From Marley Owen to Amanda Balson to Jessica Power and Chantal Kalika, these remarkable women are leaving their mark and paving the way for future generations. Through our collective efforts, the program will promote empowerment, inclusivity, and equality, ensuring that the world of racing becomes a place where women can thrive and make history. Support Ladies of the Oval on social media, on Instagram, and on Facebook just by searching Ladies of the Oval. Also consider donating to their cause and providing sponsorship for women in 2024. Stickers and Scuffs has made our donation and you can too. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast as we continue our Ladies of the Oval Month. Last week, Caitlin O'Blenis on the show. Great episode that was. And now we welcome in our, our brand new guest. That's kind of she's got she's got a lot of different hats that she wears because she's driven a couple different things. It's McKenna Robson joining us tonight. McKenna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Well, let's get started with your racing story because uh, I have seen a couple different things that you've raced, but I'm not sure of, of all the history. So I know the mini trucks mm -hmm. uh, racing out at uh, Full Throttle, and I think you race at, occasionally at Grand Bend, maybe? Yes? Yep. And, yeah, that's where uh, I started out. Oh, okay. Perfect. So we'll, we'll <laughs> little, learn a little bit more about that. And uh, and then, of course, um, Great, like, Leg Great Lakes Legend Series uh, mm -hmm. running the number 25. So we've got to get into that number as well. I'd love to hear kind of the history behind that because... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things we've gotten away from a little bit is is people's numbers and why they choose them. So um, it's not as nice. I, I'm not sorry. It's not as nice as the 29 of Harvick that uh, somebody <laughs> else uh, runs. But um, we will say uh, that it's great to have you back uh, to, to be on the show um, for our, our second episode for Ladies of the Oval Month. You're in the uh, the calendar or you was part of the 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 drawing for the calendar. So. How was that experience for you uh, being a part of the, uh, just having the opportunity, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, with Ladies of the Oval? Mm -hmm. um, so I was in the calendar in 2021. Um, I thought that was very neat. Um, I had heard about it the year before, but I missed the deadline to apply. 
Um, I found out about it because my friend Haley McNichol was on the calendar in the first year they did it. And so then I was on my Facebook and I was like, oh, shoot, that's so cool. I wish I could have done it. So I did it the next year. And it's definitely picked up over the years. Um, this year, um, I unfortunately didn't get in it. I tried, but there was so many people who applied. I think there was like 25-ish this year. And the year I applied, there was only like tw- uh, 15, I think. So oh, it's yeah. definitely grown. So yeah, well, this is very cool. It's great. And then you and you, they've they've got this deal out now that, that uh, mm-hmm. some um, winners can get a sponsorship from mm-hmm. Ladies of the Oval. And uh, we obviously on SNS Live we made some some big announcements uh, mm-hmm. that uh, we we had even more contributions and and Randy Butler was saying that this is the most successful season they've ever had for Ladies of the Oval so mm-hmm. we're on the right trajectory here but how did things get started for you McKenna because uh, we've talked I talked about this with Caitlin O'Blennis last week mm-hmm. um, racing as a whole in Canada isn't normally what people gravitate to and it's mm-hmm. also not normally what women gravitate to so how did this all come to you Mm, so it started when i was very very young Um, my dad grew up at the grand bend motorplex Um, his dad was a racer um, so that's how he got into it and then um, my dad he wanted boys we always joke about that so when i was born (laughs) um, i was two years old when he got me my first four-wheeler he (laughs) put it in the house for christmas his little 50 uh, CC pink little thing. Um, and then I think it took my mom two years of convincing for me to drive that thing. And then when I was six, I started racing four wheelers. And then <laughs> um, that's kind of where I picked up. I raced four wheelers for probably four or five years. And then I took a year off and I went to this birthday party and my friend's brother had a dirt sprint car. And I thought they were so neat. So I went home and I told my dad that I wanted something like this. And he was right on with that. So then we went looking and um, racing dirt didn't work out for me because just the night that it fell on. So that's how I ended up at Grand Bend. So I could still race um, a different type of sprint car, but um, similar enough that I was still into it. And then I did that for two years. Um, So I think that would be 2017 and 2018 that I did the junior sprints. And then I switched to the junior mini trucks, um, the 2020-ish season. And I did that for two years. And then I did the pro trucks for three. And then last year was my first year in the Great Lakes Legends. But I also did my last season in the pro trucks last year. Holy moly. That's my racing. (laughs) Busy. Uh, (laughs) So you've had kind of a... A progressive path with uh like horsepower power to weight and that sort of thing what was it like stepping into one of those legends i've been in it one in a legend car one time on the dirt at humberstone and that was pretty squirrely i had mm-hmm. no idea what i was doing with the, uh, that kind of power at the time mm-hmm. so what's it like uh stepping into that kind of power to weight oh they're wicked they're so yeah. fun though they're they're a handful but it's like the more you do it, the more addicted you get to it, if that makes sense. I, it does it's make a so lot of fun. sense, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's getting, he's getting a sense of that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I always like hearing that, you know, we've gotten actually a, a lot more familiar with these these classes. And what's really good mm-hmm. about having you on is that you've got experience with all these classes that maybe we, we're still learning a lot about. Mm-hmm. So um, you said you started at, at Grand Bend. And so... Mm-hmm. 
I think what we've talked about on the show previously is not a ton of people get, uh, I, I guess Grand Bend doesn't get a ton of appreciation. Um, I think it gets kind of forgotten in a lot of the conversations, maybe because they don't have as many classes and the track is very, very small, but um, what would you underrated say? Underrated little jewel. That an underrated little whatever. jewel. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and what would you say that um, is the trick to getting around there? Because obviously it was your start. So you've got to have some sort of familiarity with how, how it goes uh, over there. Um, do you mean like the trick to going around the track? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how is the best way? How is the best way that, that you can go fast and, and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, kick everybody's tail. Mm-hmm. It really depends on the class, to be honest. Oh, um, cause okay. each car is a little bit different. Um, just in like how easily the cars turn and what their preferences are, etc. So yeah. in the, the junior sprints, um, they like to drive closer to the middle, to the bottom of the track, kind of still arcing it in the corners and stuff. Um, but the the trucks, they really like to be up at the top end of the track and then dive down really sharp. Um, and then the Legends, um, honestly, I only did one race there and it was at the beginning of my career. So I might not be the best person for that question, but it still was really fun in those cars trying to get around the corners and stuff. So, yeah, yeah they're a lot of fun. It seems like Grand Bend is like perfect for these smaller classes of cars. Like it, it really is. And it, it, it I, I again getting around a track like that, it seems to have a good amount of space and, and, mm-hmm. um, but the adjustment period mm-hmm. going from a sprint to the mini truck now to the, uh, the legend, what was the, mm-hmm. that, that experience has got to be so different from running something that's a, a lot, I guess a lot slower to like the legend where it is very, very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, yeah. Each class had its own, like, differences so yeah the sprints um they the sprints and the trucks were all momentum racing so it was easier to transition between those two um but the trucks um the juniors and the pros the juniors you have a restrictor plate to kind of slow your speed so the difference between them was um basically just going faster and a slightly different line because it was a very different speed difference between the two Mm -hmm. Um, but still easy enough. But the biggest leap was definitely the trucks to the legend cars. Um, cause yeah. well, I've never, I never drove anything manual before this and it's not even real manual, but it still was a learning curve trying to do that. And then also because the other ones were momentum racing, going from that to having to get on the gas and brake and learning how to do that and when to do it and just all of that fun stuff was definitely a learning curve and definitely one that I'm still riding on. If that makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> That's the thing I found about, uh, is yours a, a five or a six speed shift? A sequential um, shift. I think it's only four actually. Oh, it's a four. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, either way, that whole sequential shift thing, like that was something that I had never done before either and i mm-hmm. found like that's part of the fun of driving those cars too but that like the clutch it's like an on off switch it's so finicky yeah. right mm-hmm. no exactly <laughs> it's well, a lot so so th- again we and we're one of the things that we're starting to get really into these these legends and obviously mm-hmm. the the legend cars are are really well known across racing um and and yeah uh, north america wide sure. north america wide yeah exactly so you go from a grand bend where you, you start your career, but you were only racing at the one track 
correct so now all of a sudden you're going to a place where you you uh, to a series where you're going to be going to different tracks how does the adjustment period like how does that work because mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you you're not going to the same place every week and you're going on tour right <laughs> so you don't have the experience so are you leaning on other people or just kind of figuring it out as you go along um a little bit of both um, I definitely ask around for um, bits of advice and stuff before I go out, but advice only gets you so far. A lot of it is kind of figuring it out on your own when you're out there. Like you keep it in mind, but sometimes you just kind of have to do what feels right in the moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, But yeah. I definitely like traveling. I will say that. I think it's a lot of fun and it's fun being in new environments all the time and constantly learning new things and you meet more people and you race against different drivers and it's just a lot more fun, I think. Being a part of the the Great Lakes Legend series, I mean, um, what to to your point just now, like you're you're learning from uh, a really kind of tight knit group of people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a great learning environment, I would imagine, when you're you're there on a week in week out basis. Mm-hmm. No, they're so nice, and they're so much fun to hang out with. Um, whether it's before the races, during the races, after the races. They're just a great group of people. So I'm definitely glad that I met them. Well, and and obviously the, the legends, the, there's a difference between I would, I would expect the competition level as well. Where you, mm-hmm. When you were in mini trucks and junior sprints, how big were the fields um, with those? Um, it depended on the year. Um, sprints, I would say max was about 10 cars, roughly. They had a split, though, between A's and B's, so older kids and younger kids. So roughly 10 people in my class. And then the junior trucks, um, that was a entirely new division at the time. So I don't even know if they still have it anymore, but there was really only six to eight of us out there at a time. Um, The pro trucks, the largest group I think I've ever been at was about 15. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) and then in the legends, um it's definitely a bigger crowd um i think we had like almost 30 at one point yeah Maybe last year. Something yeah like that. yeah 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 i mean and that's well, something so, uh from uh the driving standpoint and and developing racecraft that's really learning on the fly there too when mm-hmm. you're in traffic a whole bunch right and it's mm-hmm. it's one thing where you're you you do have to worry about what you're doing worry about your own race but then you've got like i say traffic around you mm-hmm. pretty well constantly so that's got to be um as trial by fire what's it like adapting to that um it's interesting to be honest um you just got to do it right i mean it's hard to just <laughs> talk about it i guess right (laughs) no exactly it can be a little intimidating um because um like i only have three races behind the car for context um so everyone is just so so quick and you feel fast when you're in it but then they start laughing you and you're like dang how are you not (laughs) dying right now and it's just like when you're driving down the road and you hear motorcycles go by and they're like shoom 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 that's what yeah. it feels like. And you're trying to stay low and you're trying to make the corner and they don't like to go around the bottom. So you're like up on the wheel trying to go and everyone's like <laughs> gone. And it's so intense, but it's fun. And then you, everyone goes and you're like trying your best to see how long you can keep with them. And it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> I like, I love hearing this, that it's, you know, it is, it, it's, it's fun. And that's the key of racing, I think. And, and there are all those days where, where things don't go well. I mean, we've seen, 
Um, we were told actually to to head back and into your days uh, in mini trucks, racing <laughs> out at uh, full throttle. Mm-hmm. When, uh, you you may have had a pretty big. Well, it. <laughs> It looked like it cleaned your. Oh, it's spectacular! Good, right? I mean, it uh, <laughs> it, it had some flash, and you did mm-hmm. it, you did very well. Basically, I guess I'd say if you were going to wreck, you 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 did a uh, you know it, you <laughs> did it, a right. good job making a, a big wreck mm-hmm. like that because that was that must have been fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It looked like it hurt <laughs> first off. Oh, it did, and, <laughs> and then you had fire too, which I was like, well, you knocked those two out in 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 one go. Um, mm-hmm. What do you remember about that whole situation? I believe it was you and was it Dell underneath you or um, it was Ben? No, it, it was Ben. ben. It's Dell's dad, yeah. Yeah. So, what what do you remember from that? Because it was if there's bad <laughs> bad wreck at uh, Varney is what we're talking about. It was mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it was intense. Um, I was starting outside pole. Ben was inside pole, and it was only lap one. But um, behind us were our um, leader in points and the runner up in points. So they had a mission. So it was a little bit intense. So we were going around and um, on the back back stretch, there was a lot of movement going on. And um, I got a bump and I was going into the corner and we don't have mirrors on those sides. So um, going into the corner, um, if no one's there, you assume that they're merging in behind you. So I moved down and next thing you know, I got a hit from the back and um under normal circumstances you would just spin out and hit the wall backwards it happens almost every time you get hit like that at that track um so i didn't think too much of it when i was going backwards um and i I got a turbo boost if you watch the video in slow motion there was another hit going around the corner and so i got completely plummeted into that corner and then um I like to close my eyes for impact to prepare myself. So yeah. my eyes were closed. I hit the wall. And um, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to complain about this later. <laughs> 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 and I opened my eyes and I it was just all orange all around. Wow. Me. So it was like surrounding like the cab or whatever. Crap. Right. So then I was like, like. You know that TikTok sound that's like, what's the procedure? What's the procedure? I'm like running around in there, pulling my belts off. I like hit my head with the wheel trying to get it off so fast. And then um, I just, I got out and there's another video. Um, I think it was sent to you of me yes, falling it was. out. Because um, it's not very easy to get out of because you have to get out of the roof, right? And yeah. I have shorter legs. So I have to kind of step on the seat, step on the window, step on the ground and like kind of hop out that way and on an angle right because yeah. you're up up on the banking too right oh, exactly but yeah so i couldn't step there because it was covered in fire so that's why i <laughs> fell out of it because i couldn't step there so i fell down and then ran away basically but yeah it was not good um did you feel any effects from it not right away there was a lot of adrenaline um oh. those things um i had never I don't think anyone had really ever seen one of them go up in flames before. So when I opened my eyes, that was like the last thing I was expecting. Cause you know, people are told these, these sprints in the trucks, they're like the safest things you can put your kids into to race. Right. Mm-hmm. No one's yeah. ever really seen a bad wreck like that. So I was, it was a really big shock to see one go up like that. And, but uh, just I mean, the way that I hit the wall, it completely, yeah, you hit it square too. In. Yeah. You hit it yeah. so like square like that. But when you, 
so again, because I've not been in it, thank God, I've not been in a in, a, in an accident. But when you hit like the rear like that, they always talk about like NASCAR. The rear hits mm-hmm. like that are always the worst. Do you obviously felt the the massive hit? When was did you get any pain, any or any soreness afterwards? Yeah, um, it started coming in once I got off the track. Um, I actually went to the hospital that night because I wasn't too sure what the effects were going to be. Um, yeah. So I wanted them to take a look, but um, they couldn't find anything. So I got very lucky that way. I didn't break anything, didn't get a compression, nothing. Yeah. Um, the body did its job. My safety gear did its job. Always wear your seatbelts. <laughs> they <laughs> tell you that at Varney now all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the next morning I couldn't even move. I was wow. like bed bound for a whole day. And then every day after that, it got a little better, but I was, I was walking pretty limp for a few, a few, few days. Damn. Yeah. It was yeah, bad. We, we, we watched, we watched it just before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw it a couple of times last night. I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing is like, that people, you don't think you're like, it doesn't, I guess they don't look like they're going that fast. And then when you hit mm-hmm. it, like it certainly looks like you guys were going fast, but you've obviously rebounded from that. And mm-hmm. what was it like going back to the track following it? Because it, I mean, I think that we've, we've young racers and really any racer needs to know kind of that. It's not always the easiest thing to get over a situation like that, especially if there was an injury in this case, you were lucky and you didn't have one, but were there any, so I, I guess it was there any fear or, anxiety about getting back in the car following it um personally yes i know some people say the opposite um i kind of look at it as some people are born with the fear gene and some people aren't some people have to ignore the fear gene so getting back in it was a little bit tricky um for the mini trucks more so last year um i definitely had more anxiety in them than Mm -hmm. i did with the legends which you would think it'd be the other way around because usually the legend cars are a little bit more um, intimidating crashes. Yeah. But I think it's just because it's a different vehicle. It just feels okay. like a new experience, if that makes sense. But Absolutely. by the end of the season, I definitely got over it a lot more than at the beginning. But I don't know. They're still fun. They're still safe. I've never seen anyone else get in a crash like that. So maybe... You hold the honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, very often... I- Throughout the history of racing, it's that's why the rule books and safety enhancements happen is that uh, the equipment, uh, track uh, safety measures, uh, personal safety equipment all get tested every which way until the exception to the rule happens. And, and that just happened to be the case there. I mean, those things are, as you said, statistically fairly safe thing to put your kids in to, to get their feet wet in racing. And uh, they don't generally happen to go into a fireball like that. But I mean, no, exactly. as a driver, I mean, that's got to be, that's the one of the worst fears is fire for sure. And mm-hmm. the anxiety, like how you said, it's, it's real. I mean, when you're, you're kind of getting back into the same thing, same vehicle and that sort of thing. So it takes guts to to talk about it too. I mean, because mm-hmm. that could be potentially a kind of a traumatizing thing. So having people like when you got off the track, um, a support group is pretty key, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. I definitely had a lot of people 
um, come and talk to me that night. There's still a lot of people that I still chat with at the track because of that night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people, um, a lot of people that, um, like say our firefighters on the side that were coming up and helping alongside the people who were actually checking me out and stuff. And yeah, there is people who saw it and were very concerned and then would come up and talk to me. And, um, I made sure that night that I came back from the hospital to the track so that I could tell everyone that I was okay. <laughs> yeah i like mm. that that's yeah that's classy that's and, and it's as you said like that's something that i mean people will go home kind of with a little bit more peace of mind too because that's as we were saying the you have the bumps or or maybe like uh maybe a burn mark or whatever but sometimes mm-hmm. like, like we all know this the the mental fallout from stuff like that can be really really terrible but on a good note i we're talking about dusting off questions that we haven't <laughs> used in a while so if there's like some some big legends race and they're doing driver intros uh what's your walkout song they're introducing no. your name mckenna robson and you walk out what's banging on the speakers no pressure no <laughs> <laughs> that was the hardest that, question to be honest but, well, um, you're I'm gonna have to. I'm a bit of a Swifty, so I might say, "Are you ready for it?" By Taylor there we Swift. go. Right on. Mm-hmm. There you go. And see, it's always got it. Somebody's got to have something, right? Yeah. You can't go out there with nothing. <laughs> and and we were I talked about it before. Uh, I'd love to know the the importance behind 25 mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> um, it's a little bit of a funny story. Um, I right. like I started <laughs> racing when I was six, right? Mm-hmm. So my dad, um, before when I was signing up for my first year, he was like, what do you want your first summer to be McKenna? And I was like thinking and thinking. And I was like, you know what? I really like gumball machines. You put quarters into the gumball machines. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. I mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. All that's right. How about Baba? Get on here. We need somebody to <laughs> partner with. With uh, McKenna Robson, a mm-hmm. five gum, somebody like, come on. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. To go about it. I love that. That's a great story mm-hmm. um, and unique. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, McKenna, mm-hmm. totally. We have this opportunity um, to do a month dedicated uh, to women in racing. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're extremely privileged to, to partner with the ladies of the Oval. But, um, you know, th- there's a lot of young racers coming in. And, uh, what do you want to say to the, the young girls out there that, um, might be looking at racing? What would you say to them? Because there's definitely, um, a, a good representation of women in motorsports, but we definitely still need to get there. And, um, what would you want to, what would you want to say? I guess I would tell them to keep holding on to their dreams because if you can't make them happen today, there's always tomorrow. Um, just because you don't have the resources right now, whatever it may be, um, you can always get into it when you're older too, right? Um, like if, say, you don't have a family that's into racing, but you really love it, um, keep watching the, the NASCAR, keep going to the racetrack, keep making new friends. And then hopefully when you're older, you will have the resources and then you can go make history or whatever, right? <laughs> that's a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So true. Um, and you know what? We always like to give an opportunity for you. And hopefully if you've seen the show before, uh, this is an opportunity uh, to shout out 
people that uh, you want to thank your partners and uh, anybody that, uh, that helps you to get to the racetrack each and every week. So this is mm -hmm. your time. Um, well, I'd like to thank my dad. First of all, he's been there since day one. I'd like to thank my mom for supporting me since day one. Um, also, Kenny McNichol deserves a big shout out. He's done a lot of work over the years, um, starting back in the sprints, helping me out. Um, as well as Austin Arnell, he's done a lot of work helping me with the legend cars. Um, I K&K Towing sponsors me, so they're a big help as well. As, as well as uh, Robson's Grand Metals, they sponsor me too. Um, and I guess the, the Great Lakes series as well. They, like I said earlier, they're so great. Um, such good people to be around, so helpful. They always answer questions and they're willing to lend an extra hand. So good. Um, I can't think of anyone at the moment other than that. But if I didn't mention you, just know you're very, very appreciated. And is there any social media that people can follow uh, you at uh, to follow your racing story? Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have a racing page going, to be honest. But on Instagram and Facebook, um, it's just McKenna Robson. Um, but there's a little more than racing on there, too. So if you're looking for a full circle, I guess I'll be there. <laughs> Tie it all right into the racetrack. There we go. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Oh, man. Well, this real is, people, real racing, real racing. Right there, <laughs> we, we're so uh, excited that uh, that you were on the show, and um, we're very, uh, very. This was a great episode, really, really great. Thank you. And lots of good stuff on there. So make sure you guys check out uh, McKenna Robson. Plans for twenty twenty four? Are we are you heading back uh, out to do some more uh, legend racing? I am. Yes, I'm very excited because it'll be a full season for me with them. Um, and I'll be able to go to a lot more tracks. I haven't been to as many as I'd like yet, so I'm definitely excited to experiment with those. Well, definitely See, make sure you get key. out there. Get get mm -hmm. out there, support uh, Ladies of the Oval, but make sure you go out and, and watch McKenna Robson out on the track this year. McKenna, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me.